Well, good morning. Uh, it's so good to be with you today. Again, my name is Paul Mumaw, and I'm the lead pastor for Genesis. And uh, if you're new to Genesis, uh, as Robin mentioned, uh, Steve, our Carmel campus pastor, uh, typically preaches here on Sundays, but he's over in Noblesville today. And uh, I, I get to be here with you and always look forward to this time together. And we're going to continue in this series uh, called Losing Your Marbles. But uh, I want to take an offering uh, before we do that first. And, and before we take the offering, uh, Steve and Cameron, who leads worship here. Uh, ben, our Noblesville campus pastor, and I, we all had the opportunity to attend the Exponential Conference uh, in Florida this past week. And anytime you can go to Florida for spring for any sort of a conference, uh, you know it's going to be a good deal. But uh, just love being there with those guys and the event. Uh, all about uh, church planting and disciple ma- making and multiplication. And uh, it was fun to run into Josh Tandy. If you've been around Genesis for a while, you know that Josh uh, formerly served as our student pastor, and then we helped plant him uh, with a brand new church in Cincinnati, a one-year-old church now called Movement Church. Uh, We also had the opportunity to run into a a friend of mine, a pastor by the name of Altin Kitta. Uh, If you were here just a few weeks ago when I was preaching here, Altin's the pastor of ICF Church in Tirana, Albania, and we've made a financial commitment to help support his church over the next couple of years, and he got to share at this conference, and it was just so fun to reconnect with him, and it was the first time that I'd seen him since we had made a financial commitment to him and his church, and so he gave me a big hug and just said, hey, thank you for Genesis. Thank you uh, for your generosity. God's doing some great things uh, through our church. And just, you know, being at this conference too and being reminded of the great opportunities before us and even thinking about how this Carmel campus now coming up on its three-year anniversary, uh, was just a great reminder uh, of God's faithfulness through our church, His faithfulness uh, through you. And I wanted to take a moment this morning to just say thank you uh, for helping people find their way back to God. And for some of you, uh, you're finding your way get back to God through Genesis and through our Carmel campus uh, or through your gift and your prayers and support, uh, you're making it possible for others uh, to find their way back to God here too. And so uh, when we take an offering at Genesis, we celebrate. Uh, We want to celebrate the Lord today. I want to say thank you to you for your gifts. Uh, Let's invite our host team to come forward right now uh, as we give those gifts together. 936, right? That's what the uh, video pointed out. If you are here last week, Steve talked about the importance of 936 marbles. And I got to tell you that if we can get through today and even next week without knocking over this jar of marbles, I'm going to call it a successful uh, morning, a successful series for us. But uh, why 936? Well, uh, as we saw just a moment ago, uh, someone once said that uh, each marble represents a week and uh, what we know is that uh, 936 weeks uh, is the approximate amount of time from when a child is born until the time that they graduate uh, from high school. And so as Steve emphasized last week, we're talking about why each of these counts. And uh, if you have kids or if you have kids in your life or if you hope to have kids uh, one day, you know the the importance of every single week. And so each marble represents a week for us. And what it just means is that no matter what you do or uh, what you don't do, as each week passes, one marble is taken away uh, and one day uh, they're going to be gone. And we've all heard parents say things like, you know, they're growing up so fast or uh, where did all the time go? Uh, If you're the parents of young kids, maybe you feel like you're losing uh, your marbles right now. If you've got kids that have grown up and are a little older. Uh, Maybe you've got kids that have gone off to college or they're out of the home now and they've got their own family. Uh, 
You know, as a parent, there's always that mixture of those happy, uh, sad sort of feelings and emotions over uh, time that has gone by, and even if it's good today, but we also know, too, that any time we talk about children, or even as you reflect on your family uh, or your kids, maybe those that are grown right now, it's possible that uh, you may be experiencing some regret. Um, some frustration over what could have been, or if you could do it all over again, uh, maybe how you would do it uh, differently. Someone once said like this, that the days are long and the years are short. Uh, And isn't that so true? You know, especially when you're in the middle of it with your children. Uh, Well, last week, Steve kicked off this series and and talked about how we can make a difference uh, in the life of our kids by the words that we speak. And what I want to do today is I want to talk to you a little bit more about the time that we've been given. And if you've got kids at home right now, or again, or even if your kids are in high school or getting ready to go off to college, the importance of the time that we have with them and what it means to really take advantage uh, of the time that you and I have left uh, with our kids. And The truth is that for some of you here today, uh, you've got a new baby or you've got young kids in your life right now, and so uh, for you, this jar jar is is full. I mean, you've got a whole bunch of marbles right now. You've got a whole bunch of time left with your kids, but again, uh, if you've got kids that are in high school, well, you know that you have lesser time, or if they're off to college, you know uh, how important that that time that you get with them really is. Maybe they're, you know, getting ready to head off to school in just a few months, and uh, uh, so you're in a real bittersweet place. Uh, even today. Uh, What we talk about today, what we talk about again next week applies to every mom or dad uh, that is here, but there's also something important to take away uh, for every person, everyone else, and your relationship or relationships with kids uh, that are important uh, to you, important in your lives. I mean, maybe you're not a parent right now, but you hope to be one day. And uh, so maybe you'll ask the Lord, hey, even today, God, will you use this time to, to give me wisdom? Maybe you've got a special niece or a special nephew in your life. Maybe it's a neighbor kid that God has intentionally uh, put in your life or in your family right now. Maybe it's a grandchild, or maybe, again, you've got kids that are grown and out of the house. Well, these principles that we're going to talk about today can make a big difference uh, in your relationship uh, and how you're living your life and in and, and your grown son or your grown daughter too. But I got to tell you, you just might have to use your imagination a little bit in how you put these principles to practice. But uh, whoever it is, uh, whoever it is for you, I hope you'll pray something with me. Uh, starting today. And uh, it's a prayer that's right at the bottom of your message notes. Uh, if you got one of these when you came in, if you want to take it out right now and just look to the bottom where it just says my prayer. Here's the prayer that I hope that you'll pray starting today. It goes like this. We want to pray, Lord, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Uh, it's on the screen right now. Will you just pray that? Will you just say that with me? Lord, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Let's do that right now. Can we just stop? Will you bow your heads with me for just a moment? Let's pray that prayer together. Lord, uh, we pray uh, that you would open our heart, that you would open up our mind, uh, our minds today, Lord, uh, to see you, to hear from you, and uh, we want to make our days count every day, every moment that we have with our children, with those kids that are in our life right now, that you may put into our life one day. Uh, would you give us wisdom? Uh, so that we can make these days count? Would you teach us to rely on you? Would you maybe, maybe point out one thing in our life right now or in our family right now that we can learn from, that we can gain from, one step that we can take today? Uh, bless this time together, uh, this service, uh, these words that you've given to me. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, we all, uh, we all count stuff, right? 
Um, how, how many of you wear a, a fit band or something similar around your wrist, something that you know counts those calories, counts all those steps? Uh, if you wear something like that, I, I see a lot of people wearing those these days. I mean, you set some goals for yourself, right? And each day, each week, uh, each month or year, you try and accomplish uh, those goals. I, uh, I run with a GPS watch on so that I can measure my mileage. I like to, to count the mileage every week and month and year uh, to see how I'm doing. But we count all sorts of things. Uh, Maybe, maybe you're really conscious about what you're eating right now, and so you count calories. Uh, or maybe you count uh, your dollars. Maybe uh, if you're in school right now or if you're a parent, maybe you're counting the days to summer vacation uh, where you get a break uh, from school. We count uh, the number of likes that we get on Facebook or Instagram if you post a picture, right? Or uh, if you're a Cubs fan, right? You count the years it's been, you know, since the Cubs won a World Series. I mean, it was something like 1812, right? I mean, it wasn't, wasn't that when it took place uh, uh, for, for those loyal Cubs fans. But let me ask you this. What, what would happen if we learned uh, the lesson from one of these marbles and what we started praying was, Lord, I want to make the days count. Uh, I want to make every week count uh, that I have with my kids. And so will you teach me to make these days, will you teach me uh, to make these days count? Here's what I believe. I believe that if you'll do that, you can make a difference, again, not only in your life, uh, but in the life uh, of your children. Uh, look, look at this, uh, this passage with me in Psalm chapter 90, uh, verse 12. We've got it here on the side screens. And this is where our prayer for today comes out of, uh, Psalm ninety twelve, when we read, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, this prayer comes from a guy who didn't always make the best use of his days, and now he's looking back on his life, and he's realizing that he can't get the days from his past back, that he's made these previous mistakes. He's not going to get these days back, and so he prays this prayer because he doesn't want the people in and around his life, he doesn't want people like you and me to make the same sort of mistakes, and so his passion is in his prayer. When he prays, teach us to number the days. Teach us to make the days count. Now, someone once said that a kid spells love, T-I-M-E. That a kid spells love time uh, through quality time, the quality time that we've spent with them. And I think we'd say that's about right, isn't it? I mean, you see what happens in your kids' lives, especially when they're young, when we spend that quality time with them. And what we want to do is we want to gain a heart of wisdom. We want to begin living for each day, knowing that yesterday is the past and and, and tomorrow's the future, all right? And it's uncertain. And so today is a gift. I mean, the time that you have right now with your kids, no matter how young or how old they are, is really a gift. And so what you do with your kids today it really matters. I was, um, this is becoming more and more obvious to me. I was uh, looking through some of the pictures that I have on my computer just recently, and I, I discovered, and this might not surprise you, that about 97% of my pictures are of my kids, all right, and of them doing something, of uh, us spending time uh, together. The other 3% are made up of those accidental screenshots. Maybe you've got some of those uh, too, and then a bunch of goofy pictures that my son Joel takes whenever he gets a hold of my phone, uh, and I'm not looking. But uh, as I was going through these pictures, I was just overwhelmed at how big my kids are getting. You know, they're 11 and 9 and 6 now, and I've got so many great memories with them, but it just kind of bugs me that I'm not going to get any of those days from the past back. And so here's what I want for my life, and here's what I want for your life, a heart of wisdom, a heart for this moment, you know, and that wisdom and that desire to make every day count. And Jesus had that. 
I mean, if we look to Jesus, we see that in the life of Jesus. He only had three years uh, to invest in his disciples. And what do you see him doing? If you study the, uh, the Gospels, you'll just see Jesus over and over again spending intentional time uh, with these disciples. And, and to do that, he had to say no to a whole bunch of other important things so that he could spend what he believed to be the most important time. And that was investing in these men and these disciples. And so he changed their lives. He changed the lives of these 12 men. And they went out and change the world. And you know what? Isn't that what we want for our kids too? I mean, we want to make a difference in their lives, but as followers of Jesus, you know, as a parent, as you're making disciples of your kids, you want your kids to grow up and to love the Lord and to make a difference and to impact this world so that others can come to know Christ and find their way back to God too. And so how do you do that? How do you gain a heart of wisdom and make the days count? I want to give you four uh, practical ways that you can put this uh, into practice with your kids, the kids in your life right now. Uh, It's in your notes. The first thing is this. I just believe it. it starts by spending time with your kids on their turf. All right, spending time on their turf. Now, when I talk about spending time on their turf, turf, I'm talking about you and me engaging in our kids' interests. Uh, that means uh, spending time uh, with their field trips, uh, their art shows, their choir performances and sporting events, uh, seeing them in their element. Uh, recently, our, our family went to a local art gallery where my son Luke uh, had a picture on display, and uh, just a picture here of Luke there in the center, Joel's uh, uh, off to the left, but uh, Luke was so proud of this particular art project, and uh, we ran into the principal of their elementary school. He took this picture uh, and tweeted it. Um, I, I, I've got to believe for many of you, I mean, for me, it's a priority to be at my kids' events. I, I love being a part of their events. I hate when I have to miss an important event, and I know uh, that's the way that many of you are too, and I've served a number of seasons uh, as a coach or as an assistant coach for their sports teams and, and different events, and, and I just, I love making that a priority. And in fact, last year, uh, opening day of baseball uh, for my two boys fell on Easter weekend. And that presented a little bit of a conflict for us because if you've been around Genesis, you know that typically every Easter weekend, not only do we offer our Sunday services in Carmel and Noblesville, but we've offered Saturday services uh, for the past years now at our Noblesville campus. And so uh, I was going to obviously preach at our Noblesville campus for Saturday Easter services, but again, it, it fell opening day of baseball. And not only did I have then that commitment to preaching, but my wife was playing in the band. And so, uh, again, I I just, I I felt a little uh, conflicted by this. Now, I'm not in any way suggesting that kids' sports uh, are more important than church. And that's not the case in our home. I mean, we know our priority is our relationship with the Lord and and to our church. And I know that many of you uh, feel that same way as well. But it's opening day, all right? I mean, it's opening day for the kids and for their baseball season. And so, again, it was sort of bugging me, and I just hated the fact that they were going to have to miss or that I was going to have to miss. And then Steve Wallen, all right, who's also very crazy about his kids, he came up with this bright idea and said, hey, what about this? Why don't you, on Saturday, go to your kids' games? I'll preach Saturday services in Noblesville. And then Sunday, you step back in and preach in Noblesville. I'll preach in Carmel. Sounds like a great solution. Well, we put this into practice, and he's a wise guy, isn't, isn't Steve Wallen just a wise, wise man? I got to tell you, it felt a little weird sitting at the baseball fields on Easter weekend, those Saturday services. Uh, Steve, again, was preaching there in uh, Noblesville, but uh, you know what I hope? I hope that one day my kids will remember that. I hope one day to hear my boys say something like, Dad, 
Do you remember the year that you skipped Easter services so that you could be at our baseball game and uh, be there with us? See, I want my kids to know that I love Jesus. Um, I want my kids to love Jesus, um, but I want them to know that I love them too and that I'm crazy about them and that I love spending time with them. You know, do the same. Keep doing the same for your kids. Uh, Spend time with your kids on their turf. Enter their world and take an interest in what they're doing. Start doing it today. You know, even this afternoon, put down the remote. You know, get outside with your kids and spend that quality time uh, with them. Put, put down your phone at the game this afternoon or at the performance later this week and be fully present with your kids. Take an afternoon off work. Uh, pull your kids out of school and go do something like fishing together, whatever it may be. Um, and I know that when we talk about these things and we talk about establishing these special memories, for some of you, it might bring back some painful uh, thoughts, uh, some painful memories of parents who maybe who weren't there, uh, who didn't do that for you, or maybe who weren't all around at all. And I know that it hurts. And I also feel like I need to tell you that I'm not perfect. Um, I can tell you stories of how I, I, I've gotten it right, but I can also tell you a bunch of stories about how I get it wrong. I'm not going to tell you any of those or too many of those today. I'm going to save some of those uh, for future uh, messages. But uh, I've failed miserably, and unfortunately, I know that I can't get any of those days back. And you can't get days back either. Uh, you can't change the past. Uh, your past as a kid or even in your life uh, with your kids in the past, but you, you can change today and you can make today count and you can make tomorrow count too. And so that's why we want to learn from even one marble in this series and say, Lord, um, will you give me wisdom? Will you give me wisdom? I, I want to make the days count. Would you consider praying a prayer like that uh, today or in your life right now with your kids? The second thing is this, is we want to spend time not only with our kids on their turf, but I want to encourage you to invite kids onto your turf. Uh, You know, spending time with them and their element is important, but you also need to invite kids in on what you're doing. And many of us, I hope many of you have some special memories of spending time uh, with your parents in their world or in their job or in their activities, or maybe you had a special adult in your life that did this uh, for you. And whether it was as simple as working on the car together or working around the house or maybe something like uh, take your kid to work day, uh, we know that we can establish important memories by inviting our kids in. I I posted this question on Facebook a couple of weeks ago and just asked, hey, what are some of those special memories uh, that you have with with your parents? And uh, one of my friends, a guy by the name of Elijah, who attends our Noblesville campus, uh, sent me this picture of he and his dad and shared with me this story. He said this, he says, One of the things that I remember with my dad is going to the St. Louis Veterans Day Parade every year. He wrote, he said, my dad served two tours in Vietnam as a Marine Scout sniper. Uh, The Veterans Day Parade was always a special place for us. He said, we would leave his house about 630 in the morning, drive to downtown St. Louis, eat breakfast at a greasy little, uh, little greasy spoon while we took in the big city atmosphere. He said, after breakfast, we walked the three or four block area sectioned off for the Veterans Day festivities. Uh, We talked as we looked at the various pieces of military equipment, everything from tanks, helicopters, jeeps, large guns, small arms to flags, decals, and t-shirts. He said, dad would educate me on the equipment and on the, on the different branches of the military. And he said, I learned so much and loved absorbing it all. He says, I remember how the veterans, regardless of their branch, greeted each other and the love and the respect that was present. Uh, he says, I recall seeing veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and the first Gulf War. And he says, I'll never forget meeting disabled veterans and remembering those who gave it all. 
He says, I remember how thankful I was to have my dad with me and how proud I was of him and his service. He says, there was something special about those times. He said, I never felt closer to my dad than when we spent this special time together. He finishes by saying, that is, until we both decided to follow Christ. He says, we don't go to the Veterans Day parade anymore. I miss that. But we have something even greater now that binds us together. And he says, and that is our love for Jesus Christ. You know, again, I I hope you have some special memories with a mom or a dad, or again, uh, if it's not a mom or a dad, a special adult who came into your life and invited you in. Uh, But for us, don't underestimate what you can do for your kids or what you could do for some other kid in your life by inviting them into your world. And again, whether that's something like uh, asking them to help you cook something, cook dinner or cook lunch today or uh, hunting together or fixing things or uh, inviting them to come see you at work. Don't overlook the time that you get with them, not only because of getting that quality time with them, but you also, when we invite kids in, we get the opportunity to teach them. Uh, you get the opportunity to model uh, for them some great lessons about life. And that can be good. It can also be bad, too. Like, for example, uh, I, I've played basketball and softball for the last years now, and I always enjoy uh, taking my boys, Joel and Luke, with me. And I was playing in a basketball league uh, with some guys from Genesis, some guys from here even, uh, this winter, and we were playing on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, I was in the game, we were playing in this game, and there was a foul called on me. Now, it was obvious to me that the referee had forgotten his glasses that morning or something because uh, it truly wasn't a foul, and so I thought that in that moment that I needed to question him on that call just a bit, and so something like these words came out of my mouth, sir... How in the world is that a foul? Now, because I'm a pastor, right, in this community, I mean, I've got to do it with politeness and respect. And so I, I attached the word sir uh, at the very front of it, which some of the guys on my team got a kick out of and were laughing at me because of it. But my boys saw this too. And so we left the game, pull into the drive, they rush into the house. And what's the first thing they tell their mom? They tell their mom that dad talked to the referee today, which I've told them over and over, don't ever question or talk to the referee or the umpire you keep your mouth shut well dad did what he had told them not to do I think they got a greater kick out of the fact that I was so polite that I used the word sir uh, in my conversation with this particular uh, referee and so again there are great and wonderful things that we can teach even in our mistakes all right even in our maybe lowest moments uh, because our kids are watching and we do get the opportunity uh, when we invite them onto our turf to teach them some great things about life uh, to teach them about respect Uh, to teach them about responsibility, to to show them what it means to follow Jesus in a difficult and complicated uh, world right now. And uh, they're going to feel valued through it, and uh, they're going to feel significant because you cared enough to invite them in. And so I want to challenge you this morning to think about the time you've been given and to pray, Lord, teach me to make the days count uh, and give me a heart of wisdom. The third thing, uh, the third uh, turf that we want to spend time with our kids is uh, on neutral turf. And a neutral turf is just that, that place, that shared experience that isn't just theirs, it's not just yours, but it's something uh, meaningful that you share together. There's something unique and special about it. And one of the ways that I've tried to do this is just through some things that I've learned uh, from some of you, and that's just celebrating milestones with your kids. And so two summers ago, when my son Joel turned 10, uh, we got away together, just the two of us, and spent a few days camping uh, in Michigan. Uh, my son Luke is going to turn 10 this year. 
We're going to plan a trip together and get away and have that time. And hopefully, again, when Kate uh, turns 10 in a few years, uh, as often as I can, I'm just trying to make special memories with my kids. And whether that means getting them out of school for lunch or taking a bike ride together, uh, going to McDonald's for a Coke or an ice cream cone uh, or something, it's just having that neutral space, that neutral turf with them. Um, my, my daughter, Kate, she likes to take walks uh, with me. We like to take our dog, Louie, uh, on a walk together. And uh, one of the things that we can do when we take a walk is we can hold hands, and uh, Kate and I, not the dog and I, but we can, we can hold hands and we can just talk and laugh and have some great conversation. For instance, Kate and I were on a walk recently, and she said this. She said, Dad, when I grow up, uh, I'm going to live next door to you, and my kids are going to play in your backyard and call you Grandpa. All right? I mean, she, she came up with that all on her own and just shared that with me. Uh, in our walk together, but uh, some of you share things like these. Uh, Some of you wrote, you know, as you think about your best memories with your parents or with those adults, vacations, family board game nights, uh, dad taking me to Hardee's for, for breakfast after school, my dad always helping with our youth group, going on youth retreats with us, or helping dad in the garage, playing kickball, baking Christmas cookies with mom, uh, conversations full of, of laughter with mom over tea, family dinners, uh, going to the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago with my dad, trips to D.C. with both my parents. Uh, this one guy wrote, he said, my dad took me to see the first three Star Wars films when I was 7, 10, and 13. He wrote, he fell asleep during the first one, all right, that, that he still remembers that, all right? He, he still remembers that about this time with his dad or time at the lake and boating. One person wrote, when we were kids, we would play train with my dad. My brother and I would get on the top bunk of his bed, uh, or of, of his bed, and my dad would put on a train cap uh, and, and with a wooden train whistle, and we sat on the bed while he shook it and made choo-choo noises. She wrote, we usually travel to Disney World uh, on those imaginary trips together. Hey, let me challenge you with this. If you don't have that neutral space with your kids, if you don't have those special memories, uh, find it. You know, make some memories uh, with your kids, no matter how old they are. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, and it doesn't have to take all day, although it can sometimes. Uh, And as your kids get older and as they go off to college or as they start a new life in a family, find ways of keeping those traditions up or make new traditions or memories with your children. You figure it out. The important thing is that we spend time with our kids in a neutral, shared space. We make memories together. And again, your parents may not have done these things for you, but don't let that hold you back. Uh, You change history uh, and change uh, your kids and their life as you spend that time together. And so we want to make each one of these count. Every day, every moment, every week that we have with our kids, no matter how old they are, we want to pray, Lord, teach me to number my days and to gain a heart of wisdom. Last thing is this. Number four is to spend time on God's turf. And honestly, that's everywhere, and that's everything for us. Um, As a follower of Jesus, as, as a parent especially, every moment that you have with your kids is an opportunity to teach them about following Jesus. And, uh, you know, whoever you are or whatever your relationship with a kid is right now, you can have a major impact on your kid's life by teaching them about God. You can have a major impact. I mean, don't underestimate the importance of pointing your kids to Jesus. I mean, this is your most important responsibility, to teach and train your kids to love the Lord. And, and this is something that is so important uh, to both Jenny and me, but it's hard too, right? I mean, this, this is hard stuff. 
Uh, this is painful work that requires a lot of sweat and a lot of tears. And, uh, I mean, how do you teach your kids uh, to love Jesus Christ? I mean, all three of my children, I am so grateful, have, have prayed and trusted Jesus Christ with their life. And as important as, as this is, I don't want this to be the end of the story for them. I mean, I want them to daily choose to follow the Lord. I, I want them to be baptized and to make that choice. I, I want my kids to live for Jesus in every moment and with every person they are around and with. And I don't expect them to be perfect because I'm certainly not perfect. But the most important thing in this world, the most important thing, it isn't for them to be able to hit a fastball or to get a scholarship to college one day, although I do think it's okay to pray for that, all right? You can pray, uh, you can even include that in your prayers too, but more than anything, I want my kids to love the Lord and to follow Jesus. And uh, I have a friend that I really respect, and from what I can tell and from what I've heard, his kids who are now adults and have gone off and, and gotten married, I mean, he and his wife have just seemed to have done a great job. And so I was talking with him one day, and I just said, hey, i got to know, what would you do? Like, as a parent, what did you do? And, uh, and he, well, we just kind of started into this conversation. And he just he started explaining and just saying, well, you know, as I look back, I mean, uh, I guess here's how we were intentional. He said, you know, again, my kids had some tough times, especially in high school, but you know, we worked through these things. But I guess as I look back from the very beginning, here's what we did. We prayed. We prayed every day. We were always praying for our kids. Um, we, we made priorities, especially when it came to our week and the time that we spent together. And so we were always in church. We, we, it was a priority to be in church, to be in worship uh, every week. He said, uh, we, we ate dinner together. Uh, we recognized that the dinner table was one of the most important times for your family. And so it was always a priority to share a meal together. He said, we made sure that our kids uh, watched uh, my wife and I uh, forgive each other when we had messed up and to ask for forgiveness even of our kids when we know, knew that we had wronged them. He said we would, we would talk about what we were reading in the Bible at the dinner table. We would, we would talk about what, we're, what we were learning about the Lord uh, at the dinner table. He said we, we talked about, again, what we were learning about Jesus, and so we lived it for them to see. We wanted them to see it in our lives, and we just kept pointing them to Jesus. Here's the thing. You can do that. I can do that too. Uh, we can do that together as a church. I mean, do you want to make not only a difference, but an eternal difference in the life of your kids? Just start praying for your kids every day, offering them up to the Lord, asking for his wisdom, uh, not only praying for your kids, but to pray with your kids. Uh, make it a priority to take your kids to church. And if you've got young kids right now, I mean, you can do a great thing for them in their life by getting them involved in our Gen Kids ministry, by encouraging them to get involved in our student ministry. Uh, make this a priority for your family and for your children. Talk about your relationship with the Lord. Uh, talk about your, 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 your most challenging moments, you know, with, with your kids and how you're maybe even struggling with your faith at times. And then, you know, show them how the Lord is faithful. Help them find their identity in Jesus Christ. Um, our kids desperately need to discover their identity in Jesus so that they don't discover their identity in something else. Love them like crazy through the ups and downs of life. I mean, you have no idea how you can bless your children with your unconditional love and take advantage of every moment, every moment that you have, even when they're young, and teach them about Jesus. What we want to do is we want to make every day and every week and every moment count that we have with them. And so we pray, Lord, teach me to number my days. Teach me to number my weeks and give me a heart of wisdom. We, uh, we were just able to take uh, 
kind of a dream spring break trip together as a family. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we went out to California and spent a couple of days at Yosemite uh, National Park. And if you have ever been to Yosemite, you know what I'm talking about. If you've never been to Yosemite, you have to go to Yosemite. And so if you're Dave Ramsey fans like us, set an envelope off to the side, start putting the cash in it, and just save money for a trip like this. And uh, we loved it. We had a great time together uh, as a family as we, again, and spent a couple of days in Yosemite and just the spectacular view here uh, of just one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen uh, in my life. And so many special memories, seeing the California coast, spending some time in San Francisco. And then the Saturday night at the very end of our trip, we had a red-eye flight uh, to come home. We had a, an 11 o'clock at night flight. To, again, this was a, the Dave Ramsey trip. And so we, we saved a lot of money by taking the red-eye home. But we got to the airport, and we were exhausted after a week of just going, going, going all week long, and so I just said to the person at the ticket counter, I said, hey, is there any way at all we get home any earlier? And uh, he said, no, no way at all. Every flight's booked tonight. In fact, every flight is overbooked. I mean, we can't get you out, and, and your flight's been delayed till midnight, all right? So we're flying out at midnight with three kids. Well, he said overbooked, and so I said, well, you said overbooked. I mean, is there anything that we can do? We're a family of five. And he said, well, let me check on that. And well, they came back and they said, well, here's the thing. Yeah, we actually could use your five seats. So what if we gave you two rooms at the embassy suites, uh, $2,500 in airline credit, and then you can fly out on the noon flight tomorrow? So I said, let me get this straight. Um, you're going to pay me basically $3,000 to not fly home at midnight, but to instead fly home at noon tomorrow. Is the word idiot, you know, printed across, you know, my forehead by any means. So we took that, and it was just a great way to kind of top off our trip. And not only then do we have that trip, but we've got another trip uh, that we get to plan for. Well, we finally landed, you know, it was something like Sunday evening, late. Uh, kids were going back to school the next day. It was uh, 11 o'clock at night. We're driving up. 69 heading back to Noblesville. The kids are silent in the back. And uh, as we were on our way, and even in the silence of the car, all of a sudden our our 11-year-old son, Joel, said, hey, mom and dad, um, I just want to say thank you uh, for this trip. Um, I really had a great time. And uh, if you're a parent, you know the power of genuine words uh, like those. And I was just reminded in the moment of how every moment counts. Uh, every opportunity counts, and uh, that's the same for you, too, uh, for each of us. And you know what? Maybe you'd say, well, you know what? I, we, we can't do something like that right now. We don't have the resources to take a trip. It doesn't have to be a trip. It could be a park this afternoon. Uh, it could be just getting away, you know, for a couple of hours with your kid or your kids and making some special memories with them. Let's pray. Lord, teach us to number the days. Give us a heart of wisdom so that we can make every day count and raise our kids and teach our kids to love the Lord, to point them to Jesus Christ. We can do that together. Will you pray with me? Uh, Father in heaven, we, uh, we ask that you would help us. Uh, we need you, Father. Uh, will you teach us as individuals, as moms and dads, as grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, as special adults right now in the life of, the, of a child, Lord, you teach us to number the days and give us a heart of wisdom. Uh, teach us to make every day count. And I know that for some here today, Lord, um, maybe some are feeling overwhelmed by regret, some by confusion, uh, maybe some just an eagerness and a motivation, but in that just an anxiety, Lord, of how you do something like this. Father, give us wisdom. 
Give us the faith to trust you, to put all of our hope in you and show us how to lead and to live and to love so that others will come to know Jesus too. It's in your name we pray, amen.